What? <clears throat> Are you gonna do the Mr. Kennedy? I could. You used to love him. Kennedy. give a huge shout out to you our listeners we are the number 16 most listened to wrestling podcast on apple in america that's amazing super cool man i'm like i'm shocked yeah i when i saw that and sent that to you i was like what's this about i know <laughs> like people actually listen to us wow so yeah thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoy it yeah super dope thanks again we promise we're gonna do everything to get better we promise we're gonna do everything we can to be like really really like uh, we're gonna get face cam eventually super hands-on and involved we have a lot of plans it's just we gotta wait till jared's child gets older (laughs) right right as for as for now their ideas but they are good ideas and we're definitely gonna get going with it be sure to follow us on Twitter at the A Show Podcast. We will reply to everyone. Also, we upload the same episodes to Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Five star. Anything you want to add? Uh. Okay. All right, guys. We have not done an episode in a while. It's been kind of hard with the holidays and everything. But we're back finally, and it's mania season. Are you ready? Yeah, I've been ready for today for a long time. Like, my one-year-old, my daughter turned one today. Yeah. So, that was the second coolest thing about today. It's rumble season, baby. (laughs) Let's get it. And he's probably serious. Um, Okay, I'm kidding. Okay, anyways, so yeah, we just got done watching the rumble. And initial thoughts, man, it was a really, really good Rumble match. It was my favorite Rumble match, I think. Of all time? I really think so. Just like the storytelling throughout? Yeah, it just, it. I got it and it worked for me. And you need you can explain your point of view when we get there. Do that. Before we get to the podcast, we just want to say that today the news broke of the death of Kobe Bryant And it really startled both of us. It just, it still doesn't feel real. I mean, Kobe Bryant, he's not only a legend on the basketball court. You just know his name. He's a sports icon, not just a basketball icon, a sports legend icon. If you watch sports or not, you know who Kobe Bryant is. And he lost his daughter. His daughter died in the helicopter, Gianna. So... Man, it just really hit us hard today. I can't imagine what his family is going through. I really don't know what to say in moments like this, but I'll just leave it with this. In in moments in life, I feel like sometimes you have to go reach for things for motivation. And in moments where I needed motivation to increase my preparation in life and take preparation of things more importantly... I went and read stories about Kobe Bryant and what he would do to prepare mentally and physically for certain things. And I recommend that, like, if you need that, if you need that little bump in your uh, your uh, your day to day, he's somebody that really showed you what you needed to do to wake up and conquer every day. 
so yeah our thoughts are with the family obviously and just everybody affected because like you said this was global news oh yeah yeah he was bigger than basketball oh way bigger He's an icon. Absolutely. Shall we get to the rumble? Let's do it. All right. The show starts off with the Falls Count Anywhere match between Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. And we didn't really pay close attention to this match because we were driving. So we got to listen to it, but couldn't really watch it. We do know that Rude and Ziggler got involved, as well as the Usos. And there were some diving spots and a spot with the porta potty where Roman shoved Corbin in there and tipped it over, and then that that got a holy shit from the crowd. (laughs) Get it? It didn't seem holy. It was in a porta potty Yeah, I get it. Okay. Ultimately, in the end, Roman got the victory, which I think we all expected. Both men will be in the Royal Rumble match. Um, Commentary really did kept reiterating how beaten up Roman was. And so just with that, like subtle things they'll say, I didn't know if he would win. Like watching it, I thought, okay, Shayna Baszler is going to win and Roman Reigns is going to win. Those were my two predictions. But now after watching this match, I kind of, you know how you like go back and forth with your picks. Anyways. I do that 29 times (laughs) in the Royal Rumble. Anyways, uh, so after this, I think this feud, it's safe to say, should be over. I'm hoping it's over for all of our sakes. Fingers crossed. This has just been so long, and it's not getting any more interesting. No, it needs to be It needs to be done. Last week, or uh, two weeks ago, when Rude showed up and started fighting on Roman, yeah, he went, I've been waiting six weeks for this. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, how long has this been? <laughs> Well, he was suspended 30 days. I know. Days That's what the, I was saying. He's like, I've been waiting six weeks for this. I'm like, The geez. violation of the wellness policy, but he still looks the same looking good, when baby. he comes looking, back. Looking jacked. Still eating them egg whites. Because he don't like the yellow part. Him and AJ had a ride along where he's like, I don't like the yellows. And AJ's like, well, you got to do something with the yellows. Come on, man. You can't just throw away all them yellows. All right, on to the women's Royal Rumble match. Now, like I said before, me and Jared both thought that Shayna Baszler would win. Um, I was excited for this just because not a lot of women were advertised for it, so we knew there would be some surprise entrances. A lot of them disappointed me, though. Um, There was no Sasha Banks, which was weird. Don't know where she was. I kind of have a take on that. Okay, I want to hear your take. Well, we'll, I'll wait until we get a little closer because it involves the end, but I got you. We saw Molly Holly, who I think is rumored to be the female inductee in the Hall of Fame this year. Probably would make sense. She deserves to go in there. (laughs) Wrestling with a rookie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Explain. So, what I like to do sometimes is watch wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling. And just hear what they say whenever, you know, things happen. Because they're not biased. They don't know what's right. going on. They're just, like, watching this very raw thing to them. And they're like, what is going on? Yeah. And uh, when Molly Holly came out, what was the quote? Who's this old bitch with the cape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, God. Wrestling with a rookie, Molly Holly. Yeah. Who's this old bitch with a cape? Hey, Molly Holly deserves respect, damn it. Nah, you're right. I know. But 
for the first for a person just now watching it, can you imagine watching an MLB game right. and like the first batter is just this forty eight year old man wearing a cape and he's like, All right, yeah. let's hit this ball. We also saw a lot of NXT women in this match, and we all know NXT women are the best of the best out of any division on television, period. Not mine. I don't know where my girl was. Who? Oh, you? Yeah. Makes me a little upset because there's... She might not be re-signing. There was some girl who I'd never seen before, and we watch everything. Yeah, well, Bianca Belair eliminated eight women... And she broke the record for the most eliminations. So at one point, it was Bianca Belair in the ring by herself after she had eliminated people. But then out comes Charlotte, which I thought was a cool moment because Belair eliminates all these women and then out comes the queen. But I really want to see Bianca Belair and Charlotte in a singles match in the future. I think that would be really good. But Charlotte tonight took out Belair as she was going to the top rope to do a move. All right. So we also had a return. With that, really cool to see Bianca get that cane treatment. Yeah. Of just that powerhouse that eliminates everybody. And Bliss kind of had that. That early face Shawn Michaels vibe where she was kind of hiding in the corner, showing up. Because she lasted a good while, too. Yeah, she was the number one entrant. But uh, overall, yeah, Belair looked like a star. Belair is a star. Yep. So another return was Naomi. And Naomi got a pretty good pop. So that was good to see her back. She also did the thing where her feet didn't touch and she had to figure out how to get back in the ring. That took a long time. It did. It took a very long time. Also, something else that happened, Beth Phoenix, apparently she got cut or busted her head. There was blood everywhere. You could see it perfectly with her blonde hair. It was like even rubbing on Charlotte's arm. Like a paintbrush. But she had to continue. So watching this, it was frustrating that she kept going. I was like, why is she still in there? Like, they need to take her out, you know, with the blood everywhere. So here was where I was going with uh, Sasha. Okay. They did the gimmick last week where Sasha and Bailey and... Lacey? Lacey got into it, and Sasha was hurt, so Bailey... And Lacey fought because Adam Pierce told him they had to, which is another weird thing about like who's in charge of these shows. Yeah, that Adam Pierce who's been on TV just breaking up fights shows up and he's like, "You got a match tonight with her now," and da da da, and it's not a title match, but you better go out there. And I'm like, "All right, why is he just telling these people this?" I know they have no GM, right? So sometimes it's like it hurts you because you're like, "Why is he just getting to make this match?" But anyway. So they they started the angle last week that she was hurt, and they played it this week. I feel like Beth Phoenix took Sasha's spot for the end of this. Sasha was supposed to be. No. I think so. No, because Beth Phoenix did way too many things with uh, Natalia and Santino. The Santino thing, I think, would have been still been Beth's. Now, I'm not saying Beth wouldn't have been in. I think that green-haired girl is the girl that got that. Or maybe Chelsea Green. Yeah. One of those two got that spot. But I'm saying Sasha was supposed to be in the three, and those were supposed to be her spots. Do you think she's legit hurt, or this is just... Yeah, I think she is. Oh. 
okay. There's no way she would have been out. Right. Like, I was like, where the hell is Sasha Banks? I think that's why she didn't have a match on SmackDown last week. They introduced the angle that Dang, she might be injured. That and that's sucks, because she just returned. All right, where are we at? Um, well, we, she has, she's done this. Remember when she first came on board, she was never really hurt for a long period. But for like half a year, she was always out a few weeks every now and then. She'd yeah. She'd tweak something or. The Santina spot. Did you like that nostalgia with Beth Phoenix? Dude, okay. <laughs> first of all, he came out. To Billy and Chuck's music, <laughs> yeah. which is blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Billy and Chuck was a top tag team in the his like in in the when you look at the Mount Rushmore tag no, teams. Oh hell no! Don't go. Billy there. and Chuck maybe no. on all four spots. Are you crazy. But like he comes out to that. So if you've watched wrestling for a long time ago, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, that's obvious. And then he gets into the ring and he's like facing Beth Phoenix and Michael Cole's like, oh, we remember this from a decade ago talking about. I know. I was like, Michael, this was 10 years ago. And I'm, yeah. Not only was it 10 years ago, Michael, but it was a Santino Marilla spot. Exactly. You it's really not think, like a legendary you really spot. Think we remember what happened at 935 on a Raw in the middle of July. No. So, I hated every bit of it. The The walk down was kind of funny when it first hit. His outfit was kind of funny. His little spiked belt around his fat belly. Yeah. But, yeah, this was stupid. In the number 30 spot, we finally see our girl. Well, your girl. Oh, man. Can I? You want me to hit my hit what I think? What? She's the Kurt Angle of women's wrestling. All right. She is that legit superstar that's going to come in here and be a star. Well, with the women that were left in the ring, I was already thinking, even though, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Shayna Baszler, I was like, well, with these women left, I would be okay if she wins. And I was completely over the top when she came out. I was dancing with Blake running around the room because I think she's a star. Well, she was tossing girls left and right. Looking like a... G. Straight over the rope. No hesitation. So it comes down to Shayna and Charlotte. And who wins the match? Jared? Charlotte. Yeah, a big swerve for me. Is it a swerve? Because Charlotte wins everything. (laughs) That's a good point. A swerve of a swerve. They'll never see it coming. But yeah, like... I don't I like it was perfect because I was thinking like oh man time to turn the page a little bit yeah and then but uh it it didn't make Baszler look any worse like she came out looking like she's the next big deal I'm just really curious to see like who is Charlotte gonna challenge it's gotta be Becky but we don't want to see that again you know yeah, you do. No, we don't. Not at, No, we don't. I don't want to see Charlotte and Becky again at Mania. I think you will. What, no. Because that's the best. That's Jared, the best. That's, it's so... It's been done way too many times. Like, let's move on. No, in the... When, okay. In the middle of Flair versus, like, Hogan in the 80s and early 90s, or, like, any, any long run... You don't, in the middle, have to say, like, it's been done way too many times. At some point, you have to say, 
You just have to appreciate that that's the two best at what they do. If it happens again in a year, great. It's too soon to happen already again. All right. That's just my take on it. Well, I think that's what you're getting. I don't think so. Something's got to happen. Let me ask you this. What about a fatal four-way with all the horsewomen? Well, yeah. I would I'd like, love that. I would like that, too. Maybe they'll swerve it into something like that. I will say I did like Charlotte's little promo she cut after she won. It did give me some goosebumps. And nostalgia to Ric Flair's with a tear in my eye. Mm-hmm. Hey, put that cigarette out. Royal Rumble promo from, I believe, 94 when he won the title after the Rumble instead of the WrestleMania spot because they didn't have a champion. And he had the fake belts, and I had all the belts. I feel like that was earlier than 94. Mm. Anyways, I will also say this about Charlotte. So, she always shows mad love to the fans. And when we were at the live show a couple weeks ago, which we didn't talk to you guys about because we got way too drunk and couldn't do a podcast, um, she would smile at everyone and acknowledge everyone. And remember, she even took a picture with Evelyn, Jerry's girlfriend, at, uh, she did. at the hotel. And she was super sweet to uh, Evelyn, who was super drunk and was like, you did so good. Yeah. Wearing a Ronda Rousey shirt. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyways. Bless her. Yeah, two things with that, because we talked about the house show. Guys, get house shows a chance. Go to a house show. They were so fun. Yeah. We had a blast. And uh, two, uh, shout out to the Kill Bill moment in the Rumble, where Naomi and Charlotte Charlotte Flair were wrestling in the middle of the ring, and it looked like the fight scene from Kill Bill, I think two, maybe one. With the uh, Afro Samurai and Uma Thurman's character is pretty dope. You've never seen Kill Bill, have you? No. <laughs> yeah, Quentin Tarantino movies. That's not something people will know. I hated Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You don't like nice things. We go over. Oh, I hate the way that water bottle sounds. <laughs> Listen, I'm dead serious. Drink out of that close to the microphone so I can look, people can hear how annoying this sounds. Do it. Oh, do you hear that? It sounds like a fat kid with asthma trying to <laughs> swim. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Get your water in, guys. Not like that. That's the most annoying <laughs> way to get the water in. All right, well, let's talk about Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. In I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Okay. Well, true. So they had a strap match for the Universal title. <clears throat> when was the last time we saw a strap match? A decade ago. Hey, how many times are they going to tell us things about a decade, a decade ago, ago now that we've passed? Do you want to tell the people what it was? I don't know the last one. I'm but pretty sure that was it. Okay. Seamus versus Mark Henry. Yeah, and as Daniel Bryan told us, the reason for a strap match, I found this out, was so your opponent can't go anywhere. Where the hell is Mark Henry going to go? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's keep it kayfabe here. All right, well, Bray Wyatt's intro never gets old. And thank God we had the white lights instead of the red lights tonight. Kind of gave me a reason to think about why they do it, though. Bray does look different in the white and red. He looks scarier, but also, I hate it. But it's hard to enjoy the match. I agree. I hate it, but I understand why they do it. So Bray Wyatt was dominating the beginning of the match, and the welts on Brian's back looked pretty painful. Um, and then Brian did some kicks to Bray's nuts on the announce table. Honorable face Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah. Save the trees, kick a man in the balls. And then there was another spot where Brian was going for the yes kick, but Bray caught him midair into his sister Abigail. That was pretty nice. And yeah. They translated it like really smoothly. Um, and then I mean, there's not much to say about this match. I'm not gonna lie, it was very underwhelming. A little frustrating, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, Bray eventually got the mandible claw on Brian and pinned him for the win. So I mean. Yeah. Then O'Brien struggles to walk out. They yeah. Still gets 40,000 people to pop for him whenever he has a bad match after the match. Everybody still, yeah. So does this does. story continue? Uh, no. I think once you bring Kane in, you've milked everything you've got, right? <laughs> then that say, like, we're done. Hey, we got to bring Kane in for one thing. Okay, we don't have anything else for this. So, I will yeah. say this makes me excited for SmackDown because Roman and Corbin have to be over. In the next uh, pay-per-view elimination chamber? Yeah. So, yeah, everything's kind of done now, and we can do anything. Anything. That's what they have that for. They mm-hmm. have that because if they mess up the Royal Rumble, they can be like, well, we always have the chamber to... And they have Fastlane. The wild card. Fastlane, the worst pay-per-view oh, of the year, Lord. probably. Yeah. All right, moving on to Asuka versus Becky for the Raw Women's title. Now, the build for this match has been absolutely incredible. It has a great story. It's been told in a perfect way. And the video package they showed right before the match was perfect. And it made me even more hype for the match. But I'm not going to lie, it was underwhelming. Mm. And it did not help that Tom Phillips called this match, which I don't like him on commentary. He has a good interview voice, but not calling a match. And I love Becky so much, but I really, really feel like she needs to build more muscle to be more credible. This is the most petite she's ever been in her entire career. Like, even if she puts on some weight. She's trying to pull this badass gimmick to where she's like, I'm the man, right? Yeah. And then you're in there with a woman like Asuka who's never going to tell you I'm a powerhouse, but yet she's bigger than you. Like, you've got great... And maybe Becky's very strong for her look. Like, I've, I've seen some workout videos on Seamus's YouTube page where she's doing some CrossFit stuff, and she's very strong. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. When you're going to wear this sleeveless, tight-fit look, mm-hmm. like, it would be like if Rollins didn't have the definition in his arms, he'd kind of look like a geek. <laughs> so... I kind of, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I just feel like she should put on a good 15 pounds. Yeah. Not even a muscle, just right. of like, you know. Just to look healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, they did a spot where Asuka kicked Becky in the head and the ref was about to call the match, which you hated. You were like, please don't do this. Well, it was just bad agent work where they were like, all right, let's get Becky, let's get the crowd involved and get Becky a big response here. So you kick her and we'll make her, uh, we'll make it look like we're going to call the match Mm -hmm. and then she'll grab the referee's leg real quick and the crowd will go crazy it's just so it's cheesy it's cheesy it's super cheesy and it's it kind of in wrestling now that mma is popular it doesn't make sense but the goal of the match is to have your opponent's shoulders be down for three seconds or tap out when your opponent's shoulders are down don't tell me i can't get near her 
the referee kept pulling her away, being like, "No, hold on, I gotta check on." Yeah. Her. Well, just let me pin her. Right. And she, like, what are you doing? So I hate that. Yeah. Um, also, the ref got knocked in the corner, and Oscar went to spit the green mist, but Becky kicked Oscar, and Oscar spit it in the air, and then Becky locks in the arm bar and makes Oscar tap. Yeah, that took a lot of timing and camera work to make it look half decent, and mm-hmm. it still didn't look that great. Yeah, I was disappointed yeah. to be honest. And Carrie Zane didn't get involved enough, right, to where. I was satisfied with her even being out there. I know. She didn't really get... her out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. Like, is Charlotte gonna... I'm thinking Becky. No. And I'm thinking, like, good promo work is the build. No no shit. Yeah. But we'll see. Because they can do it. If you just give them a... If you make this The Rock versus Cena, where that was just like promo work, promo work, promo work... You could make a really good case for this. They've had so many matches. I mean, Becky and Charlotte are the Rock Austin right. of and the women. Like, if they do this right, they can set it up to feel really big. But that's on them. I don't want to see it right now. All right. On to the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble match. How far are we into this <clears throat> podcast? We're only- do you just want to announce <clears throat> Haley and Becky? Oh God, we forgot. Okay, we. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, we fast forwarded through Lacey Evans versus Bailey, and we had to catch up a little. Yeah, we just we were ready for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we have. We find out before the match that Rusev and Bobby Lashley got into a brawl before the Rumble, so neither of them would be able to enter. Yeah, with that super funny story. On the uh, go home raw, the last picture they show of the Royal Rumble is a bunch of guys. You know, yeah, six of them that were on the screen weren't in the match. <laughs> uh, the number one entry we all know is Brock Lesnar. Number two was Elias, and of course he comes out talking and singing. One thing I've learned from all of this is that I only like Elias when he's wearing a ponytail. I can't. I can't do when he wears his hair down. He looks like Macho Man. He's got like one very specific look that looks good. Right. And when he doesn't wear it, it's like, oh, God. Brock quickly takes the guitar, of course, and breaks it across Elias's back and eliminates him. So the course begins. <clears throat> the man that came out and talked the shit mm-hmm. got destroyed, and Brock showed you he's the baddest man in the world. All right. As we progress, Jared's going to explain his thought process on why this was his favorite rumble yes how about that so number three was eric roman yeah so uh another big guy and they get they wanted you to say like oh look at this big guy he's gonna have trouble with this Mm -hmm. and didn't take but seven seconds right john morrison here comes an old star. He's got he's got parkour, Ashley. He's got par <laughs> yeah. F- fuck your parkour. <laughs> Throws him out in twenty seconds. Yeah, he looking like a dominant beast, but because he is, he's right. the beast. I mean, we all knew this, but all right. So something that was also cool is that Kofi comes out, and this is his chance for redemption after him losing the title Absolutely. so fast. And the whole crowd goes wild for Kofi. And this tells you right there that 
the Kofi and Brock thing, that could still, like, be really huge. But it's your classic David versus Goliath storytelling. And then uh, number seven is Ray. So Ray and Kofi kind of teamed up together with in the ring because they both have beef with Brock. But Brock dominates both of them at the same time. Then Big E comes out and he gathers Ray and Kofi for all three of them to take on Brock. And I like that Big E got a big ending on Brock. How'd you like that? I like that a lot. And I like when Brock would suffer these guys. But these guys, these are the men that Brock have, has wronged. Right. And he embarrassed these men. Yeah. Kofi, he embarrassed because he finished him in four seconds and took his title away. Mm-hmm. Kofi Mania was dead because Brock Lesnar showed back up. Yeah. He was ready to work Fridays. Yep. Okay. Ray Mysterio has gotten beat up by Brock multiple times. He beat his son to death. <laughs> He's dead now. He has no... Like, we don't Dominic? Even, we don't even hear about Dominic anymore. All right. And Big E, your boy... Hey, Big E, you mad about what I did to Kofi? Do something about it. Yeah. And what does he do? He wrongs them again. Yeah. Get out of my ring. All three of them. I'm the beast. Also, it's Brock left in the ring by himself. And we get freaking Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar. But Brock won't sell the uppercuts that Cesaro gives him. And he got eliminated very too, way too quickly. Almost a half a dozen flush European uppercuts from Mr. European Uppercut. And he just t- he eats them. You didn't like that though, right? I, kayfabe, I liked it. But it, for me as a fan, I was like, man. Cesaro deserves better. He deserves, and he, but he did look, he looked smaller. And it may that be that he was just standing next to Brock. And I've never, he's always usually the bigger guy. But I don't know. So after that, Shelton Benjamin comes out, and we all know Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar are friends. So Shelton Benjamin hugs Heyman, and Brock looks happy to see him. A man of his past, a training partner, a tag team partner. They hug each other, and they agree to team up, but then Brock turns on him and eliminates him. I don't need any help I don't need any friends. <laughs> so this is where shit gets really good. Out comes Keith freaking Lee. And Brock is giving us great facial expressions. Um, Brock pointed at him and said, who's this motherfucker? If you read his lips, you could tell he said that. They had a face-off with the crowd chanting for Keith Lee. Keith Lee is just so freaking fun to watch. His size and the way he moves is just amazing to me. Then we have Braun Strowman come out next. So explain your thought process on this. The big it's, man. It's, it's time for the land of the giants. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's no longer the big dog. There's two guys that are equally his size. By the way, before Strowman came out, Jared even called it and was yeah, like, Why? It's time for the land of the giants. It's going to be Strowman. It was time for the big man to show up. And, and it's time now that even though Brock's done all this, let's find out who the biggest big man is. Brock ends up F5ing Strowman and Keith Lee, and all three are down. While Strowman and Keith Lee are brawling, Brock sends both of them over the rope. The Beast is now the king of the giants. Right. So he's eliminated everyone Everyone. at this point. Out comes Drew McIntyre talking trash, which I loved. And then Ricochet, who is already in the ring, 
low blows Brock from behind, and Drew gives Brock a Claymore kick and sends him flying out of the ring. This was one of my favorite moments of the night. Drew got a huge pop when he eliminated Brock Lesnar. And then I feel like it really did signify Drew as being the new guy. And the crowd was eating it up. That was what this was. Drew and Ricochet are the future. And that's what finally took out Brock Lesnar was the future. The future. So, yeah. uh, So, so far. Now, I think we got a message from Jake saying that he was like mad about this about this i, I no. feel like we gotta, we gotta ask him what we do because i may be wrong but i feel like people were feeling like this was a waste brock's story up to now was a waste of the rumble they were upset about it i mm. thought that was so brilliantly done i did too i loved that Love yeah, it. at one point, uh, our cousin Jake, who's a huge wrestling fan, so we were behind. Was. We oh. weren't. <laughs> we weren't watching live. We were behind like about forty five minutes. So like, we got a text from Jake saying, "I'm I'm tired of this company. I'm I'm not giving them, <laughs> second, giving them second chances." So we we're like, "Oh shit, what happened? Like something bad?" I feel like he was mad about the Brock thing. I made. We don't know what he was mad about. I think it was just Brock was eliminating everybody. Right, and I love. I thought it was fantastic. But then, like, uh, I don't know how much longer later it was. He was like, okay, they redeemed themselves. So I don't know what he was. Probably the edge thing, which we'll get to. Um, So anyway, Drew kept staring down Brock, which I like that touch. Yeah, he wanted to let it be known. like He's coming after you. I'm not afraid of you. Exactly. I'm very aware of what I just did. (laughs) And this moment's not too big for me. And I know I'm going to get, like, heat, like, from Brock. I know there might be repercussions, but I'm, like, come on. To like, steal a phrase I'm from the Street sp- Profits, he wants to smoke. He wants to smoke. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I love this so much. And <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't want to stop talking about it. Uh, Drew no. is the new hero. Well, tell him why. Let's get to that. I need to recover the deleted pics I took of him at the WWE live show. Oh, Lord. Two weeks ago. Um, Okay, no. Shall we talk about fucking Edge returning to the Rumble? So huge. This this made me cry because you could see the emotion in his eyes when he came out. And this just made the whole show for me. I didn't care who won at this point. You know what was super cool is that after the Royal Rumble... They had the WrestleMania 24, and when Ricochet was coming out, he said, Edge told me to take the moment in. He said, you only get one, Mm -hmm. so when you come out, really take your time and enjoy it. And then I was seeing his eyes when he came out, and I was like, he got his one again, and that's awesome. I know. Because he, could, like, he always thought you only get one and told Ricochet, like, cherish this moment, and here it is again for him. And he didn't think he'd ever get that again, and you could tell when he came out. Right. I got super-duper chills. Got, I'm a grown I'm man. I'm going to watch that. That's, that's that's why I watch wrestling. I'm going to watch that clip till I go to sleep tonight of Edge returning. <laughs> On repeat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Edge, he did three spears. The crowd was on fire. Can then we talk we, about his look? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about his look. Edge looks better than he did the last year of his career. Jaren loves his look. Yeah. It gives. It gave me this vibe of old man Logan, 
where he had the gray scruffy beard and I was just like Edge looks like a badass but he's in shape still in great shape yeah. I don't take don't get it twisted when I say old man Logan and think that that's a bad thing like remember Wolverine was still ripped like he's a still Wolverine, Wolverine. Yeah. he's still Wolverine right he's just old now he's still yeah. a badass right so we had an Edge AJ stare down um and did you want to note how AJ, you could tell AJ was taking care of Edge in the ring? Yeah, I, I was making notes of that. Yeah, uh, he hit those high spots. He hit his Pele and uh, made sure he got the back of the shoulder and did it safe. Right. And everything AJ does is, that's one reason that AJ's the best, one of the best in the world is that he can work with anybody and take care of them and still put on this match that tells a story and still do these high spots that are incredible. And make it look good. Right. But AJ got eliminated by Edge. Little <laughs> quick there, man. Yeah. I, I wish they would have sent uh, Carl out there and Carl. not AJ. Carl Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would have replaced them. And then uh, the spot where they were going to do R- rated RKO versus the club or the OC, mm-hmm. they could have done that with Gallows and AJ and just had AJ in there for as long as that. Yeah. But other than that, that was that was one that the one elimination where I was like, man, that's really early for AJ. Right. I could have seen AJ in like the top eight, top or bottom, the last eight, last six. But well, Edge and Randy Orton team to take out the OC. So we got a little rated RKO reunion. Yeah, they did like a double RKO, and I was like, did they ever do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they did. If they did, tweet us. I'm an idiot. So next we have out Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, and Seth Rollins. And I liked how Rollins brought out Buddy Murphy and AOP with him, and he just walked like really slowly to the ring. AOP and Buddy Murphy kept taking people from the ring and beating them up on the outside. Rollins curb stomped Roman and started dominating everyone with the help of his friends or his disciples. I'm calling them the disciples. <laughs> I don't like I don't understand what they're doing with the, I love this. I loved Rollins coming out once again that heel version of him coming out. Yeah. Cocky because he's like I'm yeah. bringing an army. To a to a war full of a bunch of solo individuals. Right. Yeah. This was a great story. I like this is I'm still in the moment where I'm like looking at this story and I'm like, this makes perfect sense. It does. Like the writing was really good because so Kevin Owens goes to throw out Rollins, but AOP catches Rollins and then he eliminates KO from behind. And then Samoa Joe and KO take out AOP and Buddy Murphy so that Rollins doesn't have help. So now his disciples are preoccupied. We have a even playing field. Right. So it just all made perfect sense. It was great. And it was done brilliantly. And like it's another thing where AOP and Buddy Murphy and Rollins will continue their feud with KO and Samoa Joe because we haven't had a payoff there yet. I so, need I need KO to pick it up in that. You do? Joe's giving me the intensity. KO has not found himself as this version of KO to me. Well. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I well, just, no, it's your opinion. Stunner, Stunner KO has done nothing for me since <laughs> right. his big bat. I, I kind of agree with you. The stunner, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling it. 
So, okay, who do we have left? Orton, Rollins, McIntyre, Edge, and Roman. This was a good final five. I feel like I was happy with this final five. Everyone teamed together to take out Rollins. Edge takes out Orton from behind because Orton was kind of like in that pose where he was about to sneak attack Edge. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this before where we were saying, uh, when we were talking about we thought Edge might come back because for WrestleMania, Orton versus Edge just made a lot of sense. Yeah. And here they are planting that seed. So again, in the writing, in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, man, great storytelling. Yeah, but I'm not convinced. Like, is Edge back? I think we're getting him back. See, I hope. There's no way he works that long in the Rumble and not be back. Yeah. If he wasn't coming back, they would have just gave him that MVP treatment. He's in pretty good shape. And got him fed to Brock and thrown out in a few minutes. You're right. I'm he's so back. like I feel like this is a dream. It's crazy and it's awesome, but this is back. this is the first time we've looked forward to a Raw in a really long time. Yeah, you said I'm ready for Raw, and I said, When's the last time you said exactly. that? Exactly. Um so anyways, Edge takes out Orton. Then we have Roman and Edge. Roman eliminates Edge, and then we're down to Drew and Roman. Yeah, with that, I felt very big 2002 Royal Rumble vibes, where uh, it was Angle, Triple H, and Mr. Perfect, who had just returned. And it was like, man, I don't think Mr. Perfect's going to win this. Mm-hmm. And I thought that with Edge. I don't think Edge is going to win this. But then I was like, but shit, Maybe. maybe he could yeah and i had that feeling for a little while until the end and i but i loved it edge kudos man he did it he did amazing you gave this match a ton of light and you took advantage and you made it your moment bro that was dope so we're down to drew mcintyre and roman reigns and i felt like the crowd was going for drew like, Drew is the new babyface. Yeah, and speaking of being the new something, Roman is the new guy that can't win the Rumble. How many <laughs> times has he been the last two? Dude, he's won it, like... No, I know, but I'm saying, how many times has he been the last two? When Shinsuke won, he was in the last two. He's the last two tonight. With Orton. With Orton, he was in the last two. Yeah. This is, like, the coming thing where it's, like, it's Randy and... I mean, uh, it's uh, Roman... And somebody else, and one of those two are going to win. And here it was. Man, Drew McIntyre eliminates Roman for the win. And, dude, I'm not going to lie. I started to cry a little bit. Because, like, just how hard Drew McIntyre has worked. I feel... We had personally... And he's old. He's older. Me and you have personally talked about things, about what we wanted... Mm-hmm. As far as like to book, you wanted this. You called I told this I told ago. this on the podcast. I want yeah. it to be Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. And here we are, and like that's that's what when wrestling's at its best. Do you think when, they listen to us? When you <laughs> Vince, <laughs> check it out, homie. We're cool with you taking the stuff because I mean, yeah. Did that not seem like a Royal Rumble that I would just book from head to toe? Uh- <laughs> Jeez, but uh. Yeah, tickets would be nice. That's all we want. Just some tickets. Yeah, give us some tickets. Shoot. Or one of those Seth Rollins in the church window shirts is fine. I'm cool with that. 
But yeah, Drew McIntyre wins the Rumble, and he was crying. Huge, man. For a personal standpoint, for that man to be like, I got fired from this company, and I worked myself back. Back, yep. And I was the perfect example of somebody that was the golden boy, and then got trashed, and I had to work and change everything about me to get it. So, really cool moment. This is as cool as the Kofi to me. Hey, to me too, but you just like refreshed my memory. I forgot. So, back in the gap, they were going to push him, right? Vince Mc- his like debut was-, was Vince McMahon coming out and saying, this man is a world champion. He's the future. And that was his gimmick. His debut was I must not have watched during back. that period. Well, it was SmackDown and we didn't get UPN because we were poor. No, I wasn't that far back. No, I'm not. I'm just... We never got SmackDown when we were little. Right. But yeah, uh, and then he got fired, so... And then he was in 3MB for the longest. That might have been 10 years ago, Ash. He may have debuted around 2009-10. Yeah, but that wasn't during the UPN. but it was a while back. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I know. This is a long time coming. Yeah, and, and like I said, for a personal person to go through that... Can you imagine getting fired from a company and then coming back and winning? And now you're in a top spot. Yeah. Because this is a belt, right? This is... Yeah. If you have money in the bank, if you win Royal Rumble, that's bigger than any Intercontinental Championship yeah. or any U.S. title or title. All eyes title. are on this you. Is, yeah. This is as good as a belt. So this is awesome. So he's got to challenge Brock. Absolutely, and I think they told us that story in the middle of the story that they were telling, which adds to the reason that this is the greatest Royal Rumble <laughs> match I have ever seen. Storytelling. Yeah. Guys, we didn't know you could do it. <laughs> but now that we know you could do it, could you do it more? I'm excited now. It's officially Mania season. Yeah, man. It's great. Wow. Hey. Wow. The dog opened the door. All right. So that about wraps it up. That's all we have to say about the Rumble. Now, the Rumble show as a whole, you know, some of the matches weren't all that great, but the Rumble match itself, the men's, on point. Yeah. That, Five that's, star. That saved it for me. Right. And because when you can hit on those, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the biggest home run you can hit. Yeah. All right, so thank you guys for listening. That's it for us. We'll be back next week for another review and see where things take us, what direction they're going. It's all fresh, so we're excited. Go Mamba mode tomorrow. Mamba mode? Live like a Mamba. Live like the Mamba. Mamba mentality. Yeah.